there. Welcome to the Hillside Midweek Podcast. Wherever you're at in your faith, we hope that this episode encourages you, and we'll catch you next time. So we're really glad you've joined us here for what we're calling the conversation midweek uh, gathering regarding our topic on uh, Philippians. Yeah. Uh, Throughout this series, we're going to just sort of gather, since the three of us are teaching it, and talk a little bit about uh, how the Sunday went and the talk. And this week, Mike did a good job talking about probably the really the heaviest theological part of Philippians. Just a bit. (laughs) Just a bit. (laughs) Which is profound that it's tucked away into this book. You would expect it to be somewhere like Romans. Yeah. Because it's so amazing. Yeah. Uh, So you and probably how many other kids in the world were imitating Michael Jordan. From my, yeah, from my generation, I mean, he was the guy, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, he was just, I, I still, unfortunately, I, I came to basketball a little bit later in my life, but I still remember that last shot, like where I, were, where I was, the vacation that we were on when MJ took that last shot in the Jazz Series and won his sixth ring. And when you think about Paul's imitation you know, imitate, imitate the attitude and mindset of Christ. As this documentary is coming out, The Last Dance on ESPN, and I'm just sitting there soaking all of it in. And it's taken me back to those years, those junior high years where I sat in the car with the MJ documentary and just watched it over and over and over again and just had it drive me to be a better basketball player. So but, I, never pl- I never played basketball. I know. Okay. I, I but, played against you, and I can tell. Do you know? Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah so, quick. you know, when, uh, when Michael, when that was all going on, I yeah. started watching basketball okay. all through Mike. So he was my first intro into basketball, okay. and I wanted to be him even though I wasn't playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did that mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd you imitate? Uh, you know, I think my you know, my parents, uh, especially specifically my dad. You know, um, he's he's such a hard worker, and and there were so many things growing up. I mean, I he's a mechanic. I wanted to be a mechanic. I, I would get out there, and I wouldn't even do anything to the car. Like I would go out there, and I would like rub my hands on the tires so that I would have like the the grease all over my hands, just so that I <laughs> Every could wash done. it off. Every with kid's the done that, by the so way. Every kid's you done. just go and you get all the grease on you, right? So. Yeah. Uh, even to the point where, I mean, the, the good and the bad for my parents. So, like, I, you know, just, just recently, within the past few months, my, uh, my mom, you know, I was doing something that she did, and she goes, I ruined you. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, I ruined you. So, I mean, you know, you, it's yeah. the good and the bad. All you right, know? so you didn't play sports. Uh, I, I did. I did. I played sports. Uh, I was no, never didn't. good at them. I was hockey. never good. He at played them. hockey. I played hockey, hockey. I played baseball, and I was terrible at all of them. So, <laughs> yeah, I think if you if you put obviously if you played sports, there was a sports person you wanted to do, and I'm I'm yeah. here to tell you that mine was O.J. Simpson. Really? It was <laughs> really okay. I wore 32 as early. You know, if you look at the little Optimus pictures of me playing ball, yeah, 32 is what I wore wow. as long as I could. Wow. Fortunately, I stopped imitating him. Yeah, in time. Did you pretend like every glove didn't fit? <laughs> Oh, come on. (laughs) Now, here's the interesting thing about that is even though I'm bringing up MJ about, you know, the imitation element of my my talk and what's going on in my brain, as I'm, I'm actually reading a book called The Jordan Rules, and it's written right after Jordan and the Bulls win their first championship. And MJ at that time in his life was anything but what Paul wants us to be, okay? Like he was selfish, 
He was only concerned with his stats and the team winning through his way of playing. And so it's interesting, like OJ, MJ, even though there are these like, yeah, we wanted to imitate them in certain ways on the court or the field. Yes. In other ways, it was like, do it was not. purely sports. Do not imitate him it was purely in sports. other ways. Yeah. You know, although I will say the yellow jacket running through the airport, the Hertz, I could have done that too. I would have done you that too. You would have, okay. Yeah. All right. But that's the extent <laughs> of my OJ imitation. Yeah. We're like barely, we're, we're almost too young to know what you're talking about right now. <laughs> you okay. do. You, you really, almost. and that's a shame. So I feel close. Like. I'm just smiling and nodding <laughs> yeah. right now. At no, this point. I, I barely know what you're talking about. <laughs> so when you think about that, you know, and you think about this text that, you know, you just walked us through, here we are talking about imitating God. Mm-hmm. How overwhelming is that? Mm-hmm. Um, to think God would would go to the extent that he did on our behalf mm. and demonstrate the importance, the value of human beings, the value of relationships. Yeah. Um, I was reading actually just this morning a quote by uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He said, um, uh, it's an oddly religious story, the incarnation he was speaking of. Uh, a reversal of what the religious man expects from God. This is not the thing. You, you mentioned it. The Jews and the yeah. Greeks mm-hmm. couldn't tolerate humiliation. I mean, I, if I remember correctly, the Greeks didn't even have a word for, for hmm. humiliation uh, because, hmm. of, because of how outlandish yeah. it yeah. sounded. It's just yeah. the opposite of what humans atta- try to attain. And here yeah. is God acting uh, completely counter. Completely counter to that. Yeah. And so that's just incredible to me. Yeah. Um, and here we are now. We get to mimic yeah. God. It makes every other uh, kind of imitation really sort of uh, just not that, not that big a deal. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, even, even just that as you bring up who we're imitating, if, if you're doing it from an athletic view or even, you know, mus- musical view or like work you're doing it because you're imitating greatness because what you want to share in greatness. And this is where Paul is flipping all of that and saying greatness in this kingdom is not achieved in any way close to what it is on earth. Right? Like you're imitating someone that gave up greatness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and that's profound. So now, now you have to tease that out into how does this great theological statement tucked away in Philippians 2, which I know you'll next week tease out the implications in terms of actual human relationships, which is what it's there for. Mm -hmm. Um, Now we walk through that incarnation text and say, how do I become like this in my everyday life and in my relationships? And um, that, uh, that to me is... Profound. I was just thinking this morning, uh, in, in a little time alone this morning, teasing out a few relationship bugs mm. that are in my life right now. Some, some, you know, something I'm, I'm cross with somebody, or uh, um, my feelings have been hurt. Um, any of those kind of things, and you're like, how does what Jesus did help me figure out what do I need to give up in order to push through those? And still value people in the value. Yeah. God acted when we were not 
we didn't deserve mm-hmm. what he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, that translates into our relationships if there's some bugs in them. Yeah. Right yeah. now. Yeah. And, and that we'll flesh this out a little bit more, but that that mindset is what starts the action, right? Notice that's where Paul wants to make sure in Philippians 2, it all comes back to the mindset. Mm-hmm. The action means nothing because it's, it's not going to go anywhere if you have the wrong mindset behind it. Yeah. Right. The mindset for yeah. Paul, which we said, he emphasizes the word think and synonyms mm-hmm. for it throughout the book because his assumption is how you think is how you will act. So yeah. if you think, if your mindset is right, you will act like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's a really interesting distinction, I think, because what you brought up, you said that you've got a lot of students um, and just really society in general. This yeah. is this is how uh, we think we can think our way out of things, if we can just be positive, if we can, um, you know, we can think our way out. And yeah. I've never really struggled with depression, right? There's... Um, it's just not my my typical mindset, and I've always had this this idea. And again, this is this is one of those ways that my mom was like, "I've ruined you," you know, um, <laughs> because some of this is is uh, you know just passed down, I think. But this mindset that I can I can I can get above this situation. I can think my way out. I can put on a smile and it'll go away. Yeah. And uh, I I had a point a year and a half ago. I had a complete breakdown. I I had a panic attack, and and I realized you know I was in this funk for a month at least. And I realized I, I can't think my way out. Like for the first time in my life, I can't think my way out. So there's something significant about that. Paul's telling us to have this mind, but what's different between having the mindset, like when, when he's saying have this mindset, he's not just saying, think your way out. He's talking about the kenosis, the emptying. He's talking about putting yourself lower He's talking about that dying. Yeah. You right. know? Well, and my favorite thought about this is it's okay to die. Mm. That's what we learn from Jesus. He teaches us that the death of self, death of self isn't the, the, the worst possible thing in the world. There's, yeah. there's hope. And, you know, if you humble yourself, he, you'll be exalted mm-hmm. in yeah. God's way and in God's time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but this whole idea that anything that feels like it's killing me Mm. for the benefit of a relationship, God is saying, in the end, you don't really lose Mm. anything at all. The exaltation of Christ proves that we can follow that same Mm -hmm. sort of pattern for life. Give it up now because there'll come a time when it'll all be remade and redone and refreshed and nothing's really lost in me, mm-hmm. actually gain by losing. Mm-hmm. That's profound, yeah. and I think the incarnation underscores well, You know, even, even right before chapter 2, uh, I think it's verse 29, Paul talks about two graces, really. He talks about, he talks about these, um, to you it's been granted, not, to, not, to not only believe, but also to suffer. Yep. And, and he's, he's holding these two graces in, in, in tension, just like you're talking about. There's something about that death that is actually a grace. I mean, Bonhoeffer, again, talked about it as the grace of martyrdom. There's something yep. about that grace being allowed to suffer with him, allowed to die with him, allowed to be confined in, in, yes. in the way that he was, in, in a sense, at least. Well, you'll be tackling this in chapter three, where Paul says, I actually want to 
fellowship with Christ in that suffering. I want to identify with him. Unless I'm giving things up, dying to self, uh, I'll never know what it means to relate to Christ in the purest sense of the word. Well, that just elevates every single act of service, uh, takes every single relational mess and all the intricacies of relationship and, and elevates them literally to acts of worship and service and communion with God. Mm-hmm. So how do you relate to God? Do what he did. Mm-hmm. Feel yeah. what he felt. Suffer mm-hmm. the way he did. And that's where you really connect with God. Well, it's a profound thought. blows our Western minds, yeah. right? Who, no who have the ability to control so much. Uh, at times, like you're saying, control even the value system. We just, so much is within our comfort and making sure that it's how we want our lives to be. And... And like you guys are saying, Jesus is that example, that divine example of, of letting go of the control in that sense, giving up, sacrificing. And that's where, that's where the life changing value Mm -hmm. is found. Like, I don't, I don't even know how, I don't even know the word to say that is bigger than life changing, but that's where that hyperbolic language is found is right there. That's right. It might be good to say all the things that I want out of the spiritual life at the deepest level come when I'm acting and being like Christ Mm. in my life and in my relationships. I want contentment, Paul says. I want want to know the freedom from being dependent Mm -hmm. on people and things for my value. I want, uh, I want peace in tough circumstances. Uh, I, I, want, uh, I, I want my security to mm-hmm. come totally from God. All those things are achieved when I act the way he wants me to act because mm-hmm. there's a communion that happens. Yeah. So. And for us, I guess we're in, in that vein. We're emptying ourselves of our own wherever we found our value. There's whatever that emptying looks like. I mean, that's, that's just something you can mine over and over and over. You yeah. never get to the bottom of what <laughs> right. it means to empty right. yourself like Even Christ. when you no. know, when you know the game is broken, yeah. you just keep going back to yeah. it. No you know? question. No question yep. about it. And if you can figure out what it is at any given day in your relationships, what you're trying to hold on to that you need to let go of, because mm-hmm. that's what God did in this text. That's what starts the whole thing. He didn't grasp it. Mm. What was rightfully his, he didn't grasp. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's where it all begins. So anyway, hey, that's us bantering a little bit about this profound theological text. I hope you enjoyed that. If you have a thought or a comment, you want to get it to us, please do. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. See you next week.